Hello, this is Pastor Bob Gray. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast here at Emmanuel Baptist Church of Longview. I trust the services will be a blessing to you. If I can do anything for you, please let me know. You can find our information on the website at ebclongview.com. Let's go right into the services of Emmanuel Baptist Church. Enjoy God's Word. Take your Bibles, go to the book of Galatians, if you will, uh, the book of Galatians, and we're going to walk through the next couple of weeks on Wednesday night about the fruit of the Spirit. Um, this is a spiritual battle that you and I are in. This is not a physical battle. Uh, church is very, very important because sermons are important, church is important. Uh, if you're like me, I love listening to podcasts. I love listening to sermons. And I have about uh, five different platforms that I, I listen to sermons. I'm a sermon junkie. Um, I love to listen to the Word of God. <clears throat> and, and one of the reasons why we have church is because this is a spiritual battle. Before a flesh ever goes awry, their spirit first goes where their flesh is going. If your flesh ever does find itself into a difficult situation, and God has not given us the spirit of fear, but the spirit of a sound mind. Many times when a believer is anxious, they have anxiety, they, they have a time in their life to where it's, it's, it's getting darker, uh, God has no shadow, God has no turning, there is no shadow in him. He is 100% light. And any time that we are not 100% light, we are trapped by the flesh. This flesh right here. Please don't think that your flesh is any, any, any more superior than any of the other flesh around you. And this is why when we understand what happened to us at salvation. So here in Galatians chapter 5, it says this. This I say then, and we're going to come back and visit that particular phrase right there. This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. These are contrary one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. Now, now that's a double connotation there. When you're walking in the Spirit, then you cannot do the things the flesh wants you to do. But when you're walking in the flesh, you cannot do what the Spirit wants you to do. The, one of the dangers of being a fundamental, independent Baptist is that we have compartmentalized our lives. We think because we tithe that we're okay to fudge in another area. We think because we read our Bible that God gives us a free pass in another area. This is, this is this constant contrary one to the other. And I think all of us must understand that the spirit and the flesh are polar opposites. They are totally against each other. And that when you're in the flesh, you can't do what the spirit wants you to do. And when you're in the spirit, you can't do what the flesh wants you to do. You and I know that when we uh, are hurting, uh, that we take medicine. RG's home tonight, and and uh, RG's not doing very well, and and uh, and I don't think that the trip helped him physically. 
but uh, he, is, he is taking some very high-powered medicine right now. But it is amazing that when he starts hurting, one, he has a hard time articulating to us what's going on. But when we finally figure it out, we will go and we will give a pill and we'll give him a pill. These high-powered pills, what it, they, they then take away the symptoms that he feels of the flesh. Now, question is the hurt still there? We know it is, don't we? How many know what I'm talking about? The hurt's still there. But this doesn't register. The hurt's still there. And when you're on that type of medicine, then what happens is it gives you relief from something that is a constant existing. This is what the spirit is. You see, a lot of people think, no, 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 I've eradicated the deeds of the flesh. I, 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 because I don't fill in the blank, because I don't feel the need to do these sins or I'm pulled by it. Well, that must mean they've gone away. They have not gone away. They are still there. The difference is, is that the spirit of God can give you amnesia. How many know what I'm talking about? You, you've ever had a period of time to where you were on a spiritual high and you totally forgot. I'm just going to use one example. Uh, I was sitting in a restaurant with my wife years ago. And, uh, and I was in a conflict with a brother in Christ. And, uh, and I was uh, joking with Kelly. And we, we were having a great time. And we were just a very much a younger couple. And I had mastered really relationships as much as I should have back then. And I was laughing. And we were having a good time. And, and, uh, and, and there for just a moment, this, this gentleman walked through the door. And I was like, hey, how you doing? My wife said, I thought you were mad at him. And that's like, oh, yeah, I forgot I'm mad. Do you know you can get so in the spirit, and we're going to look at it just, 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 just a moment, because it says, this I say then. We just read the very first, this I say then, walk in the spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. This is so revolutionary that sometimes we stumble over it. So look at verse number 18. But if ye be led of the Spirit, ye are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envying, murders, drunkenness, reveling, and before you think you made it through that list, and such like. He put that little caveat in there in case you thought, didn't mention anything I did, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in times past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God, but the fruit of the Spirit, what, is... Now, when we start looking at this, God tells us, I want you to turn to John chapter 16, because you and I can win the victory the majority of the time in our Christian life. We cannot win the victory completely because we still have the flesh, but you and I can win the victory the majority of the time of the time. You see, it doesn't matter the world going on around you. The only thing that matters is the world going on within you. Because when you and I fix this world in us, then it doesn't matter what they do. It doesn't matter what goes on with them. You can have this victorious Christian living. 
Aren't we not all amazed, and, and I'm going to go a little bit college football right now, uh, but, but when I was keeping up with, with some of the things over the past, Cincinnati 12-0, and 0, I think it is, Right, Matt? I'm looking back at you and Chandler because you're the only... Don't look at me that way. And I think Cincinnati went 12-0. and The second year, they've gone undefeated. And people go, wow, let me tell you something. They won't win the championship. Now, you think they would because they're undefeated. Mark my prediction. They won't win the championship because you're not even successful major league ball player. Nobody hits 10 out of 10. And there's a lot of times that you can think, well, I'm just a failure. I, I'm, just, I'm just a failure as a Christian because why do I keep doing this over and over? You can win the victory the majority of the time because greater is he that's in you than he that is what? In the world. So you have this in you. So, so if you look here in John 16, the whole premise of the Spirit of God is because God wanted his Spirit in us as we traveled, and this was the whole game plan. John chapter 16, verse 4. But these things have I told you that when the time shall come, you may remember that I told you. John 16, 4. Of you, and these things I said not unto you at the beginning, because I was with you. But now I go the, my way to him that sent me, and none of you asketh me whither goest thou. But because I have said these things unto you, sorrow hath filled your heart. Verse 17. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. And if I depart, I will send him unto you. Drop to verse number 13 of John chapter 16. Howbeit when he... The spirit of truth has come. Look at this. He will what, please? Guide you. He will what? Guide you. He is your guide. Go to verse number 14. He shall what? Glorify me. Uh, have you ever been into an underground cavern? Or have you ever been someplace where you had a guide? The guide guided you to a spot. And then he glorified something on the tour. He then guided you to a spot, and he glorified something on the tour. This is what the Spirit of God is to do on the inside of you and I. It is to guide you and then to stop and glorify Jesus Christ. This is what the Spirit of God is doing. So if today, and, and, and we're just going to put it on the bottom shelf, if you can think back to through your day today, and there was no spot that the Spirit stopped and said, we're going to glorify Jesus Christ. Then the flesh was more in control than the spirit. At some point in your daily travel, the spirit will make you stop and will glorify Jesus Christ. If that is not happening in your spiritual life, in the days it does not happen in pastor's life, are the days I'm being set up for that day. Because just because you, and, and the average believer thinks in terms like this, because this is how I think sometimes, well, you know, today I really didn't get myself into any major sin. Well, well you go two days without being guided to glorify. Then go three days without being guided to glorify. When today did the Spirit of God say, we need to stop right now and we need to glorify Jesus Christ? This 
is what walking in the Spirit is. This is why we've been given the Spirit. We've been given the Spirit. Look at verse 13. When the Spirit of truth has come, he will guide you in all truth, for he will not speak of himself, but whatsoever things he shall hear, that shall he speak. Look at verse 14. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine and will what? Show it unto you. So what the Spirit of God is doing is the Spirit of God is taking everything that Jesus is, and he's turning around going, no, stop, now let's glorify. Let, let's, let's pay attention to what this is all about. Have you ever been on a date with your wife and everybody was on their cell phone? Oh, Alexis, you never looked at your wife on that one. And, uh, and, and, and have you ever been on your cell phone and your wife took your cell phone and put it to the side and said, you're on a date with me? If your brother more, it's a flip phone hand. Uh, no. Uh, so so, <laughs> so th- this is what the Spirit is. The Spirit's going, if you'll stop and let me guide you, I will guide you to glorify Jesus, and this is where people get the most out of their Christian life. So this this glorifying is because you have been guided. Now we'll go back to Galatians chapter 5 and verse 16. We read a beginning phrase there that said this, this I say then. Most of the time when you talk about the fruit of the Spirit, walking in the Spirit of God, people are like, why? Why should I even give this a shot? What is the purpose of this? Well, Paul puts it here to the Galatians, this I say then. So he's coming to a conclusion in verse number 16. We're getting ready to get into uh, the paper that you have in your hand, and I may not be able to get to this paper because of the introduction. This I say then, look at it, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not, can we read the rest of the verse, fulfill the lust of What is your flesh lusting to do? Now, we know that it's manifested in a lot of different areas, but he has a singular subject that is found in verse 15, and this is why he said, you better walk in the Spirit, because if you fulfill the lust of your flesh, here's what's going to happen. Look at verse 15. But if ye what, please? Bite and what? devour one another. Take heed that ye be not what? Consumed one of another. Out of all the things your flesh can get themselves into, do you know what the beginning step to the flesh getting involved in all of that is? It's the same beginning step that the prodigal took to go to the far country. It is the same beginning step that violates the first two commandments that God gave. He said, these are the greatest. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, mind, and soul. And what was the second? Love thy what? Neighbor as thyself. You see, Jesus knew this. If you can bite and devour and consume everybody around you, then there's nobody to stop you. There's nobody to stop you. That's why he said to Adam, it is not good that man should be alone. Because if you can bite and devour your spouse, and you can bite and devour your parents, and you can bite and devour your, your, your siblings, and you can bite and devour every influence in your life, then this opens up the door for your flesh to be unrestrained. And if you go back to Galatians chapter 5, and if you'll look back up the, excuse me, verse number 19, now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. 
What is it, please? Adultery. Fornication. Uncleanness. Lasciviousness. Idolatry. Witchcraft. Hatred. Variance. Emulation, wrath, strife, sedition, heresies, envying, murders, drunkenness, reveling. Can I ask you a question? Is anybody in your life right now would allow you to do those things? No, because you have people right now around you that would not let you do that. My wife is listening to me right now on, on live stream. She better be listening to me right now on live stream. In fact, sweetheart, it is 758. Take a picture of wherever, 759. Take a picture of whatever you're doing right now. That way, when I get back to the office, I know you're paying attention. So anyways, and... Uh, and uh, should I tell on her right now? You know, during COVID, you know, I would, you know, I came home during COVID after preaching my heart out one Sunday night, and it was only Sunday night she wasn't with me during COVID. And I said, hey, babe, what do you think about the sermon? And she was like, um, well, I kind of hadn't gotten to that part yet. And I was like, but church has been over for 20 minutes. She goes, I kind of paused you. And I was like, you paused? Anyway, so... Um, so understand that when you do this, so if you'll take a look at the, th- I'm in trouble, I need a couch to sleep on. Um, if you'll look at the three words, bite, devour, consume. Listen, these are three progressions. Bite, devour, consume. In every relationship, when you are not walking in the Spirit, then you will find that you're, you now are fulfilling the lust of the flesh. What does the flesh want? The flesh wants you to so damage every relationship you have that now there is no restraint for you to do whatever you want to do. And that's where a husband can keep going after their wife, a wife can keep going after the husband, and you bite, you devour, and then everything's consumed. There's no restraint. And that's why when you and I walk in the Spirit, that we do not fulfill the lust of the flesh. The progression of someone that is walking in the flesh is complete annihilation of every voice in their life that would tell them no. You, 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 let, you let a young adult that lives at a house, you, you let them all of a sudden turn a deaf ear to mom and dad? They don't want anybody telling them what to do? Do you know there's the people, let me preach on a couple of weeks from right now, there was, a, there was just a group of people that were the, the children of Laish, the Bible said, and they had no magistrate. And the Bible says there was no one to put them to shame in anything that they did. Your flesh does not want a restraint. And this is why you have to walk in the Spirit. So now let's kind of go through, if you will, about this very first fruit of the Spirit. Now, there's a reason why they're put in progression here, and there's a reason why the very first fruit is love. Now, don't, don't think this is a sissy word. Don't think that this is a word that is, well, I just love everybody. Let me tell you something. This word love is probably the most masculine thing that you could ever do. It's strong people love. For God, what? So loved. This kind of love is only a spirit kind of love. 
So when you walk through here, if you would, we're going to look at several things. The, the, the very first fruit of the Spirit is love. During this lesson, we're going to explore the subject of love as it relates in the life of a believer. In addition, we're going to learn a truth about the Spirit of God and who He is in relation to each and every believer. Very first one. Let's get into it. The Holy Spirit brings with Him love as a fruit in the life of a believer. Whenever you meet a believer that cannot love, this is not in keeping with salvation. It's not in keeping. When somebody claims they are saved, then living on the inside of them is love. You're not working yourself up to love. You're not trying to master the art of love. You have all love on the inside. Now it's the unpacking of the love. It's not searching for the love. It's not, I have to go find this love. No, when you have Christ, you have total love living on the inside. It's, it's like when you move and your garage or a bedroom becomes full of boxes and uh, you take out only the necessities that you need. And it's like, well, I know we own this and I know it's somewhere. And so you start digging through them boxes because you know it's there. It's there somewhere. This is what love is. When somebody says, no, I'm a believer, then how come I'm not, I can't love? Did I not get all of God I should have got? No, you got all of God. You just now have to unpack it. You just now have to dig into that spirit of God that lives on the inside and know this. You've got love living on the inside. So the Holy Spirit brings with him, Galatians 5, you can fill in the blank, but the fruit of the Spirit is love. Two things underneath this. Please notice the sequence of where this particular part of the fruit of the Spirit falls in order with the rest of what is found uh, in, this, in the fruit of the Spirit. Love is found first. So here it is. We're going to stress the importance. When one exhibits love, they are promoting the Spirit of God. Let me tell you something. If you write down the word, the first blank there, second blank and letter B is promoting. If you want a spiritual life and a spirit whatever, then you've got to love. When you can love like God loves, now you're promoting the Spirit of God. Now what you're saying is, Spirit of God, I'm going to get out of the way and I want you to work. I, I'm, I, I believe this. I believe that the reason that, that there's not revival in a lot of different areas is because we've not loved. The, the very first thing is love. The second thing, the Holy Spirit demonstrates his love through us to the life of others. Go to 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 22. I know I wrote it out there for you, but 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse number 22. 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 22. So with the day you got saved, it's, it's not fruits, it's singular fruit. The day you got saved, the day you trusted Christ as your Savior, you now have love on the inside. If you meet somebody that there just isn't this love, this, this, this accommodating love, you can't say they're not saved. All you can say is, well, my Bible says that when you have the fruit of the Spirit, and you're walking in the Spirit, you love. Because the opposite of the flesh is bite, devour, consume. And so if I were to ask, oh, don't you love this? If I were to ask the last person to see you at your house before you left, were you walking in the flesh or were you walking in the Spirit? Was it 
biting remarks? Was it devouring? Is it, I'm going to move on because the looks from the pew is amazing. Look at 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 22. Seeing ye have purified, if you'll write that in there, seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren, see that ye love one another with a purity, a pure heart fervently. So the two things there, two, two words I want you to understand is the word purified and the word unfeigned. There, there has to be a realism. There just has to be. I uh, was talking with one of our college students. I found it very interesting that he was talking about somebody that he loves very dearly. And he said, if I could just get them to come to Emmanuel, just one time come to Emmanuel, he would be pounced on, jumped on by people who would love him, would just love him. I was talking to, to one of our young ladies, and, and, uh, and, and we were talking about her getting a big hug from somebody that just loved. Let me tell you something. When somebody's walking in the Spirit of God, it's an unfeigned. Because look what it says there. Seeing you have purified your souls and obeying the truth through the what? Spirit. This is only done through the Spirit. If you right now say, I'm saved, then how come I just can't love? you got to unpack it. And you have to understand that when you are biting, devouring, and consuming, you're not walking in the Spirit. But when you put off this, Colossians chapter 3, when you put off this and now you're going to love, then what happens is this love is starting to be perfected or purified, and then it becomes unfeigned. Our very first teen convention, Brother Danny Ortiz, his very first sermon to preach um, all those years ago, he brought a bucket of, of, of nasty, dirty water and brought it down here and sat it right down here, and it was nasty. And, uh, and then he just had guys put in a, in a swimming pool right down here, and then he just had guys over and over again bring in clear water. It was one guy after another guy after another guy, and that, all they did was pour in the pure water and walk off, and pour in the pure water and walk off. And, and, and before our very eyes, this bucket of dirty water started overflowing. Can anybody tell me what happened? It then became pure. If you would consciously stop right now and say, I am not going to bite, devour, consume. I'm going to shut my mouth. I'm, I'm going to, I'm, James says that your tongue is a world of fire set, set on fire of hell. This tongue, your tongue, my tongue. And if you, I'm going to stop it. I'm just going to stop it right there. Then what you're going to do is you are going to open up this spirit on the inside. And then there is this love that will purify you. The reason that I sometimes am biting and devouring and consuming is because I am trying to do this on my own I'm trying to use my word to change people rather than just get out of the way. Just get out of the way and watch the Spirit of God step in and what it will do. You'll purify yourself. And in purifying yourself, the sincerity. Do you remember when they brought children unto him and the disciples says, keep those little kids away? What did they say about the little kids? No, no, no. Let them come. Why? For such is the kingdom. The sincerity of a kid, just sincere. They just say what's on their mind. And they don't mean anything bad about it. They just say things that hurt us sometimes. Like, they're very honest, aren't they? Like, you don't ask the kid, how do I look? 
Do you know how many times a kid has stared at my chin and made the most remarks that are like, Why? who says that kind of stuff? Kids say that kind of stuff. So understand that it purifies. So, so let's, 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 let's kind of define these. If you write this down, the word purified means to make clean for a ceremony. To make clean for a ceremony. Now, there's two different kinds of clean. There's clean to eat at the kitchen table, and then there's clean to go to church. There, there's, there's this, but it's a ceremony. When you are, and then the word unfeigned means sincere. When this fruit of the Spirit that lives on the inside of you, the Spirit of God lives on the inside. But if you know your flesh is getting ready to take to the next step, is when your mouth is biting and devouring and consuming everybody around you so that they'll leave you alone, then your flesh can act out and do whatever it wants to do. But when the Spirit is in control, watch this, you start loving, and the Spirit makes you lovable. And everybody wants to be closer to you. Everybody wants to be around you. You become a magnet for people. Have you seen Miss Britt walk up here tonight? She, she, I've known Miss Britt since I was been in the second grade. Second grade, third grade. She lived with us when she was in college. And I've known that dear lady all these years. And everybody adores her. I'm going to tell you why. You'll never hear her say one biting, devouring, consuming word. I had to talk to her one time. The girls were teenagers, and, um, and I said, hey, Miss Vicky, can I talk to you real quick? I think Joy was 14, and, and um, Charity was 13, Caleb was 10, something like that. And, and I said, hey, Miss Vicky, and I, and I told her something that I needed to tell her. And she looked at me, and she said, well, Brother Bob, um, I, uh, I will take care of it, and, um, and God's in control, and uh, God loves all of us, and I'm sure I did some of the same things when I was that age too, and uh, God chastised me, and maybe God will use me to chastise them, and, and he will. And she was just so kind. But everybody who knows that lady right there, if you go up to her and test her, try to get her to say something. Go up, you, you throw a piece of red meat of gossip on the front, and even if she feels that way about him, you won't get her to bite, you will not get her to devour, and you, you cannot get her to consume. And there are people who have lost their mind living riotous lives that when that lady dies, this auditorium will be full. Please don't tell her she's dying yet. But this auditorium will be full, and you will know the caliber of the Christian by people that still love them regardless of how they live. Because there's something about when you, when you have the Spirit of God. I think it's 1 Peter chapter 3. Can we go there real quick? 1 Peter chapter 3. I think it's the verse. This is so off the cuff right now. It's just not like me. 1 Peter chapter 3. Yep, 1 Peter chapter 3. Look at this. This is crazy, but, it, but, it, but it's amazing. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 1. Likewise, ye wives, be in subjection to your own husband, that if any obey not the word, they also may, what, without the word, be won by the conversation of the wives, while they behold your chaste 
Conversation coupled with what? Fear, whose adorning, let it not be that outward adorning of the plating of the hair, the wearing of gold, or putting on apparel, but let it be the what, please? Hidden man of the heart, in that which is not corruptible. Did you see that? Do you know if you're saved, you've got a hidden man of the heart that is not corruptible. And if you'll let that Spirit of God, and if I let that Spirit of God come out, then know this, we will not be pushing people away. We will be gathering people because sincere love is not rarely found in people, very rarely found in people, and it's so refreshing when somebody takes you at face value. This afternoon, I was able to meet with one of our men, and he said, you know, I'm going to tell you something. I just don't want you to judge me. And I was like, I'm not going to judge you. He said, you know what? I believe you. I'm going to tell you why. Because I want the Spirit of God to walk in the Spirit to where this love is, 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 is perfect, is purified. Then the third thing, and we'll go there, and then you can look it up. 1 John 4, 12, the Holy Spirit perfects his love in us. So before this love can become attractive to anybody out here, it's got to be perfected in us. The reason that I truly believe that we have a difficult time, and so, so 1 John 4, 12 and 13, no man has seen God in any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected in us. And then verse 13, hereby know we that we dwell in him and he in us because he hath given us his what? Spirit. Letter A, the first page. Notice where God dwells. God dwells in us through the person of his Holy Spirit. The more we yield, and that's the word there, to the Holy Spirit, the more this fruit of love is perfected. You and I are going to have a hard time loving sincerely, sincere love. A lot of relationships are held together by surface love. Oh, I love you. No, you love me because we're related. But a sincere love cannot happen. Cannot happen. Just cannot happen. If you are not letting the Spirit of God do this on the inside. Because once He does it on the inside, you won't be devouring people. You'll be gathering people. And if you'll notice the fruit of the Spirit, this is the very first one. Everything else after this is built on this foundation. And we're going to kind of tie all of them together on this foundation because this love in practicality comes out in the flesh and you won't even know how did that happen. I'll end with this. How many have ever gave a piece of spiritual advice to somebody and you said to yourself, man, where'd that come from? How many know what I'm talking about? And all of a sudden, how many's ever given a piece of spiritual advice to somebody and you said, I don't even do that? Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Now you know how pastors feel, right, Brother Munoz? We get up and we just, and it comes out of our mouth and we're like, where, where did that come from? And you know the hardest person to preach to is your wife. Because you'll get home and she'll say, hey, point number two, when are we going to start that? It's like, well, babe, we'll start that as soon as you get right with God. <laughs> I'm big tonight. She's not here. Listen, this spirit of God, I just know this as we end this very first lesson, and this will be the premise of everything, that when I am biting and devouring and consuming, then I know I'm not, I'm not walking in the spirit. So those biting remarks that we just have to say at times, know this, 
What you're really saying is, I don't want you in my life anymore because I just want to do what I want to do. And as long as believers live that way, they'll do what they want to do because people are not equipped to put up with biting and devouring very long. That's why I fear for our teenagers right now because some of their smart mouth is simply biting and devouring. You know what's going to happen? They're going to consume everybody in their life and everybody's going to go, hey, dude, you're on your own. Oh, when that happens, this whole evil picks up. And that's why we have to walk in the Spirit. And, and it is something that we have to do each and every day. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the podcast of the sermons from Emmanuel Baptist Church of Longview. We trust that the sermons and God's Word was a blessing to you and yours. Please visit us at ebclongview.com. If we can do anything for you, please let us know. Have a great day.